welcome back to another episode of Badum Tess, the podcast that combines comedy and life advice and um, professionalism all in one place. I'm Tess, and as always, I am joined by someone who's like the sound of popcorn popping and the feeling of um, velvet. I would say. Oh. Trina Sanyal. I gotta get all the ways that you bring me on to the pod in in like a in like a document because that and then put the, put them up as um little daily affirmations. Because you always do it. It was nice. One day I texted Trina pretty sporadically because it just occurred to me that they were just like strawberries. That is true. You can't true. necessarily explain it, but but it's true. That actually sparked an entire discussion with my housemates because I asked them if they thought that was true and they did. And then they yeah. kept photoshopping my head onto strawberries. <laughs> so, auras are real. Auras, auras, auras. <laughs> so, listeners, thanks for joining us as always and today is a weird day. I don't know. We've determined that Mercury is not in retrograde, but we're both, we're all, the whole team is feeling insane. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally woke up and feel like I'm still dreaming right now as we speak. So it might be an interesting and surreal episode, Mm -hmm. which is fine because our our topic, I would say, is a little surreal, Mm -hmm. although some might argue it's the most tangible thing out there. But it's conventions, cons, Mm -hmm. um, get-togethers. Trina, have you ever been to a convention? I have, actually. Um, But before I get to that, I want to say, yes, we're feeling insane. And we're rallying and we're getting it together. Our producer and our other writer and the two of us all morning have been messaging each other about just trying to get it together. And so this episode... If you're listening to this on your way to work or you're listening to this while you're cleaning your house and you're feeling a little frazzled, know that we're right there with you. And we're going to try to process those feelings the same way you're going to try to as you move about your day. I have gone to conventions, but not of any of like the American variety. Um, in that, like, they're not pop cultural. I've only ever gone to one kind of convention, and I've gone to it many, many times throughout my life. And it's called the NABC, the North American Bengali Convention, which okay. I guess in technically is an American convention. Um, but North American. North American, but it's um, certainly not pop culture. It's very much just every Bengali in the country convening. Wow. In the same place. <laughs> Um, and the locations are often like Las Vegas or Atlantic City, um, mm. which is kind of funny considering most of the older Bengali folks I know are not really so into that stuff. So it's like we're just kind of there in this hall and it makes me laugh. Um, but more on that later, probably. What what do you I have questions. Okay, what yes. do you do at the North American Bengali Convention? Like. You know, some I feel like there's panels at a lot of conventions. There's like merch booths. What happens at the well? So it's NABC. I'm glad you asked, Tessa, because honestly, I don't know. It's a three day long convention. Um, the age range is vast and stark because it's like 
all these like toddlers and then teenagers and then people who are like or like young adults and then it's like parents and grandparents so it's really everyone and everyone gets a slice of the pie but some slices are smaller than others for example there's a lot of panelists that come in from Bangladesh and from India who perform a lot of music a lot of like folk music a lot of older music so the older folks really enjoy that stuff that happens in halls it's really important culturally for all of us to know that stuff too so um, many a time I have also attended those performances. The way you just said B- Bangladesh mm-hmm. was so Im- good. Thank I, you. Like you said, you said Bangladesh and I was like, oh, I've been saying it like really not someone who has <laughs> ever been to Bangladesh. Before. And that's Bangladesh. okay. Anyway. Right. That's I was okay. ju- I'm just impressed. Thank it tickled you. the eardrums. Thank you. I thank you and I forgive you. And I know it's hard. Thank you. And I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> I just... <laughs> but, sorry, go on. So there's also... So there's all those performances and there's panelists and there's like documentaries and stuff, which is cool. And then there's also like food and you know like shops there's like people coming in who are vendors who are like selling a bunch of different stuff a bunch of clothes um and then so that so that like kind of caters to like exactly what you think would be at the convention um but then they try to host like young adult events like mixers like bengali teen mixers but it's like the age range is from like age 13 to age 27 and we're all like put in the same room and they like and it's like the fluorescent lighting of like a Sheraton convention room like a like a banquet hall but with like none of the luster of a banquet hall and we just kind of have to like awkwardly be like oh like who's your mom and then someone will say their mom's (laughs) name it's like oh yeah my mom danced with your mom back in 08 or whatever so it's like the connections are we have really nothing in common um, except for the fact that we're all Bengali and our parents brought us here. And so um, <laughs> there isn't so, so much to do. It's also like always being hosted in like the kinds of locations that you're like, hmm, technically I wouldn't do anything here that I could do in front of my parents. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not going to mm-hmm. like go gamble or do you know what I mean or like I right because I'm with I'm with my family so it's like you're at a giant basically you're like with all parents all weekend but like you're like in Las Vegas so it's like all the adults in your life that want you to be good are there and then you're like in the most nefarious place Atlantic City you know what I mean and then you have to be like I'm just going to go walk on the boardwalk with like a 13 year old because you're like all together. So um, that's my experience with conventions. But today I think we're talking about some like a very different kind of convention that I'm really curious about because I've actually never been to one like this. I feel like all of the conventions that we're about to cover today, I've like never been to any of these. So I'm excited. Okay, I'm excited. So when I first went to college at the beginning of everything, um, somehow I got invited on what I later learned was supposed to be a date of these two people plus me. Oh. But it was a bit of a love triangle. Oh. Um, oh my God. Wait. Hold on. Hold <laughs> it on. It was a good time. Wait, sorry. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, you don't have to talk about it. <clears throat> no, I mean, I can talk. I'm not going to, I'm just, I don't have details necessarily. Okay. I, I won't name drop on the pod. Right. But, um, suffice to say, I won. 
in the end. Okay. And it was hey, whoa. <laughs> okay. It was a vegan festival sort of thing, vegan convention. Mm-hmm. So there were a bunch of, you know, dairy-free cheese platters that you could try and mm-hmm. like the t-shirts that say milk is murder and stuff like that. Right, of course. And it was nice in that um it was like a lot of free food and right. like really tasty snacks. Mm-hmm. But it was also a ki- a somewhat unbearable amalgamation of people. Okay. Fair to um, say about vegans, no offense, but no, it happens. Bless their vegan hearts sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Very annoying. Right. Very annoying. Right. However, hazelnut milk, mm-hmm. really good. I'm sure. I would like to to thank the non-dairy industry for, for their various nut milks. <laughs> the non-dairy industrial complex for almond and hazelnut milks. Other than that, I I don't think I've really been to... I've been to, like, zine conventions, which are kind of more just, like, open bookstores. But I have been watching a few, you know, online mini documentaries about conventions. Most of you probably know about TanaCon. I think I would like all of fans of this show to also be fans of Tana Mojo, Mm -hmm. or at least follow her a little bit. Don't put your whole life into it. You know what I did, Trina? What? I ordered her stupid little beverage. Oh, man. Because she... Yeah, no, it's deep. It's bad. But she tried to put on a um, convention, basically, and it was not planned for, basically, how many people showed up. She thought that it was going to be, like, I don't know, 5,000? It was, like, 15,000 or something? It was in L.A. And and listeners, you got it as required reading or watching, I guess. You have to watch the Shane Dawson two-part documentary about the failure of TanaCon. It's imperative to your understanding of this episode. Not really, but you should just watch it. It would be funny. Yeah, and well, and I ended up watching one by I think a YouTuber called Sunny V2. Shout out Sunny V2. Um and that was very it was just like a little less Shane Dawson, I would say, which is something I always look for. Tumblr once tried to do supposedly a convention called DashCon. Mm. That also flopped terribly. They like scammed people out of money. They wouldn't pay the hotel bill. There was a blow up mini pool with uh, balls in it that they called a ball pit. Where was it supposed to happen? Do you know what? I think it was literally in Chicago, where I currently live. That's funny. Sorry. At like a at like a Hilton type thing, you know. It's interesting that uh, you get a group of people together who all have common interests and passions, and they resort to anarchy. Right. But I'm very interested to see what our guests today can teach us about conventions. Because I, I, I like to think I'm a bit of a virgin. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that didn't come out of my mouth, right? I like to think I'm a bit of a virgin when it comes to conventions. Right. Um, there you go. And I thank you. There you go, Tiger. Thanks so much. <laughs> oh, good. Um, well, we're going to throw it to a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to have the guest of a lifetime on to talk to us about their experiences with conventions. Woo! So stick around. We'll be right back. 
Seven in 10 girls believe that they are, in some way, not good enough. For more information on this startling statistic, please visit patriarchy.biz. But here at Gold Comedy, we're using comedy to help girls run the world. How? By helping teen girls and women and non-binary folks boost their confidence, smash perfectionism, write sharper, think faster, and command any stage. I'm Gold's founder, Lynn Harris, and I approve this message. And the message that soup is always good after a bad day. But that's not what this ad is for. Soup doesn't need ads. Join Gold Comedy at club.goldcomedy.com. Welcome back to But I'm Tess. Thanks for sitting through all those commercials. I know we have a lot, but a lot of people wanted to sponsor us. You know how it goes. Trina, I'm about to go tonight out with some friends, and we're going to go see the new Batman movie. Oh, nice. And I'm scared because it's three hours long. Are you, like, flexing on me? You're, like, flexing on me that you're going to go see it with some friends? You're, like, not... You're, like... Yeah, just, like, a group. Right. Just me and some real friends. Right. They do go to a different school, though. (laughs) Um, Stop that. But, yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm a big fan of Robert Pattinson. But I'm not a huge fan of Batman, and I don't know if I'm as passionate. And my worst fear is that the diehard fans will all be in there and, like, they'll cheer. Because that's the type of shit that made me walk out of Spider-Man. You walked Um, out of Spider-Man? I did walk out of Spider-Man. That's, like, Uh, more... I don't need to be flamed in the comments section below. No, I know no I flaming, did. no flaming. I'm just saying that's like almost more intense than just like sitting through it. You know what I mean? I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I crawled within myself and um, decided that I needed to leave. Okay. Yes. Flex on me. Yeah. You said I'm a Thanks. strong boy. I'm a warrior cat. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm nervous to go to this event because I don't know if I'm a true fan. Like the ones who go to conventions. I don't know if I would make it at a convention. Uh, I don't know if I have the chutzpah, if you will, which is why we've brought on our dear friend and member of Gold, a writer, comedian, producer, actor, every every performance I believe they have done, uh, based in Chicago, so they're probably like down the street from me. Please welcome M. Haverty. Woo! Hi, everyone. Hi, Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for joining us. So um, I guess just by like reading my vibes, do you think I would make it in in the convention world? I mean, I feel like I feel like you could, you know, like, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Though. Whoa. I feel like 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 you're not a, you're not a lost cause in the convention world. OK. Um, do you have uh, is there anything that you would want to cosplay at? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, it depends what the convention is. In my mind, I would like to go to, like, a Food Network convention and dress up as uh, Rachel Ray. The thing is that as soon as you said Food Network convention, I did know that you were going to say Rachel Ray. Somehow, (laughs) Rachel Ray, Spidey sense is tingling. Rachel Ray Mm -hmm. sense is tingling. I knew (laughs) that you were going to say that. I mean, then there you go. Follow that. You can be the Rachel Ray. M has never been less convinced of a person being able to make it in her All life. Right, okay. Well, I mean, I feel like, like, okay, I was saying this as, I don't know if, it's funny that you said professional, 
because at this point, it's like I'm now working on a second story that is now based on going to conventions nice. and really? being just like a fly in a wall and observer. So, uh, yeah, that's happening. Um, I mean, so I do have some some tips uh, we can probably get onto like later on as far as like the things to know about conventions. Right. As far as, as like s- kind of like not sneaking by, but just like almost like passing mm, or okay. at least, <laughs> um, let's talk at least about like, it. Like the, the, uh, the sociological, the, the anthropological sense of it, mm, you know, just yeah. like, why are people here? What, 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 you know, what, uh, what service does this, what need does this fill? I feel you like know? that's sometimes how I feel as an audience member at a mic with all men. Like I like to, when I know that it's not <laughs> for me and that I'm not welcome there and that me going up would probably, not go so well, I think to myself, let's be anthropologists about this. Let's be ethnographical <laughs> about our approach. You may not belong here, Trina, but as a fly on the wall, what can you surmise? Um, so I kind of love <laughs> that approach when you're like not really sure why you should be somewhere. Yeah. When like you end up seeing, you know, you, you end up seeing the stuff that no one else you know, that they can't see. It's uh, the stuff that's, you know, just water to them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I want to know how you walk the line of being an observer versus, like, a gawker. Because I feel like it's very much people dressed for other people at conventions. I mean, for themselves as well. But, like, you are putting on kind of a a personal show. Especially some people get very, you know, intricate with their costume designs. And, you know... Not everyone wants to be looked at, and you don't want to give off the impression that you're making fun of someone's thing. I watched a documentary on furries, and so that's <laughs> where my most recent information is coming from, but would love to hear your experience at um, a convention. I think that's a good place. Yeah, for sure. And, like, I, I laughed. There is no kink shaming. Um, you know, like... It's just the furry conventions are such a very skewed. Well, conventions themselves are already a very skewed reality. You know, like it's already like very topsy turvy. There's already like like a lot of just rules of that uh, only makes sense in this context. There's this sense of like camaraderie and like, you know, this like carnival spirit that goes through everything. Very accented in a, in a furry convention. Last thing I wrote for gold was an experience at uh, a convention, at a kink convention, mm. um, which I should note that, like, I'm not really, like, like I'm not a, a deeply kink person. However, um, I was in Atlanta uh, because my solo show video, uh, Show for Ghosts, <laughs> Uh, was nominated for Amazing. an award in Atlanta uh, for the All the Laughs Comedy Awards Festival. Nice. That's amazing. Um, and then while I was down there with my partner, we discovered that in a hotel a couple blocks away from us was a was a, a convention called Frolicon, which is kind of like it's a kink convention, but also meets like a nerd convention. Mm-hmm. I love so that, that title, by the way, Frolicon. That's amazing. Frog, isn't it cute? cute. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> you know, we we just kind of like nodded or like, okay, yeah, we gotta. I mean, we should probably see what this is all about. You have to. Um, 
Yeah. And just, you know, it is so strange to kind of like bounce between the, you know, these two worlds, like, you know, the comedy award show being, you know, this this weekend of, you know, like, Hey, we're, we're being, we're being funny and we're, we're letting, we're letting loose. We're saying all these risque things and then going to a kink convention where it's like, yeah, yeah, we're all doing these things, but just, you know, follow the rules, uh, <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's like, yeah, you don't need to be weird about mm, anything. Yeah. Um, it's like, we're the, you know, all these things that would be said you know, as a punchline in another place. It's just like, oh no, it's actually a really like, you regular. know, it's it's a reality. It's very mm-hmm. regular. Right. <laughs> um, it's very mundane. You Would know? you? What was that? Your first time being at something like that, or no? Not my first time at a convention, but uh, first time at like a kink convention. Um, also first time at like, you know, I don't know, a comedy thing where I was a person like performing mm. <laughs> or like a a, a guest. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Was there anything about it that really surprised you? Because I think I'm curious about, I'm most curious about the overlap and what you perceive to be overlap and if people interacted as if there were lots of Yeah, I'm picturing like, you know, in movies where someone is on two dates or like on on two dinner outings (laughs) at once and they're like changing costumes in between. And inevitably they get caught like, oops, I made a joke at the kink convention or oops, I started stripping at the... Comedy. <laughs> that's funny so it's giving hannah montana honestly yes and she's like mrs lily Doubtfire. lily i can't do that here or whatever is yeah. that crazy chrissy might have to cut You're that hannah out montana. Okay. no this it's a completely normal <laughs> the fans love. as normal as anything else we're talking right. about right. right so so was it like that type of thing or yeah well there was a very weird switch you know, of like, even in freedom of, you know, expression as someone who, you know, does even appear, uh, does present typically more fan, um, in going to, you know, a place of kink, which is like, you know, very like progressive and, and accepting. Um, and like in that, you know, I would say probably a healthier community. Um, <laughs> and then, no, you know, like having this, right, like, which is, it's, it's so weird. And going from this place of like, it's transgression. We have these rules. We were all able to have a good time. Let's, you know, like, you know, it's this very like open communication because that is all that kink is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all that it is talking. Super no, important. No. Um, yeah. But it's very important. And then comedy is just, you know, this this attempt at also having something that I think from the outside is like supposed to be considered like taboo or profane. You know, there's a lot of really good comedians there. And then there's also the comedy that's still, you know, like ever notice ladies be shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's True. like, this is very transgressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ladies yeah, and, I, and I guess shopping. there's also there's a lot of like in comedy, people are always trying to be like. There's these implicit rules about how to be funny and like you'll never know, but I have the secret. I know what it'll yes. take to be so silly Billy. Like almost like <laughs> almost like trying to be like Ursula of the sea 
Not I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm coming off of our mermaids episodes. So it's maybe a callback. Saying that it's a callback, it's a callback <laughs> recording that um, earlier this month. But I feel like mm-hmm. everyone is trying to act like they are like the keeper of the cove of what's funny, right. and it comes when actually sometimes. it's only me that is. The yeah, keeper of the actually, cove. it's only yeah. me that can tell this joke in this one way. When it's like right. actually like we're all saying something, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are all saying something. <laughs> we're all saying something but we are still like in the agreement of the room kind of have this like complicity to mm. it it's this it's this room like silent agreement of like yes we will be here um heckling is bad we will not talk <laughs> mm. we will allow you to speak you have you know this person will say that they am them- they are themselves or appear as themselves when they are not this is a performance mm. um wow where you know like in kink it's when you have like you know those layers i'm using i'm using hand gestures which probably isn't great <laughs> no, but i love them um, i love that i get it's to helpful see them for me personally right? yeah. i don't really care about our audience right now because you're engaging me on zoom and so y'all wish you were in this zoom <laughs> cool so um when i think conventions usually there's like swag bags they give away and yeah. i don't know panels what like what type of events or booths would you see at the kink convention? Um, well, we did get swag bags. Nice. But, um, you know, I mean, a lot of things that you would expect. Um, <laughs> what's the intended audience? Uh, of, of, I mean, of not this? children. Not children. Great. I mean, okay, you get your your standards. Um, like uh, jellies, condoms, oh, jellies. Uh, um, Sorry, these, I'm a grown up. Go ahead. There's like lanyards that have like, um, you know, cosplayed sultry Sailor Moons and like Misty from Pokemon. It's all these things that are very on brand uh, for a nerdy King Con. Like there's coupons for like for vendors that are there. Oh, that's awesome. Did you like get to hear anyone speak about anything or were there like testimonial? I don't know what what type of events went on i saw someone do a uh panel on uh sexual hypnotism erotic hypnotism mm-hmm. oh. um so it was a, a hypnotist this is what you wrote about in your story too right yes yeah so we'll be um, like down below for the full story give us just yeah. a little sneak so the listener has to be a reader <laughs> it's so funny to like have to like know that someone is going to read it and just like be like yeah, like, like, because I want them to read it because that is there's so much in that weekend. So there were panels like there is um, uh, just an open dungeon, um, which had like <laughs> a capacity limit, which yeah. like, um, which like you had to wait in line. They had a little like. Uh, not PSA, but yeah, kind of like an old school, like in the style of an old school PSA, like. Here's the manners of a of being in the dungeon, and it was all filmed in black and white, and just like, oh, hello, this is so and so. They want to use this machine, um, and then like when you walk in, it is very much, uh, it, it's like uh, it's like going to the gym. It's like all of these different contraptions, and, you're, and it's just me just be like, yeah, I have no idea how to use uh, any of this. Um, <laughs> but you're just kind of like like you know wandering. Um, and, you know, just trying to pick up through just, like, observation and just, like, asking questions of, like, oh, so that's what this thing is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, fortunately, kink community, very open <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to, to uh, 
questions and uh you know, sharing this this information and sharing that experience. One time I went to a sex shop in Harvard Square. And no, it, I know what you're talking about, yeah, good vibrations, and I know it's good exactly vibrations. the vibe. Yes. <laughs> okay. They yes. are so attentive and so nurturing that you're almost like, can you spit on me? Um, uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> they're just very like... Okay, and so then what this one is going to do is it's going to nestle right up in your crevice. And you're just like, I appreciate so much what you're trying to do. And, of course, I would rather it be this than uh, the opposite. Like, now I just have more of an appreciation of, like, I don't know, that community. Like, the, mm-hmm. like yeah. watching a community take care of itself and knowing that a community like that perseveres through... Right. Um, well, first of all, perseveres. Holy shit. <laughs> so many communities don't. Um, so it's really wonderful that this is something that has grown and that is nurturing as mm-hmm. opposed to, I mean, like comedy can also be nurturing. That's why we're in gold. I feel like talking about anything related to like sex and what makes it really vulnerable is really hard. And I think, I mean, it's hard for everyone. It's hard for me. And I think it's really cool that you've had this experience where people were really, really open and really, really able to discuss things in a way that makes them makes the person who's attending feel like, oh, this is like its own self-sustained thing. And whether or not I, me, as the attendant can like talk about it as openly as the people here can, I know that if and when I ever want to, I can do this, too. And I can like talk about it, too. Like that, I think, is kind of awesome and I think it's I think that's really cool I think also going back to the dynamic we were talking about between like the way people in stand-up and comedy approach their audiences versus like what sounds like a completely different approach to community-led education and like education about these things that is so like interesting and and weird to me because you would think that people in comedy would also have that openness into like bringing people in and stuff like that but it's just not the <laughs> case i mean it's just not the case not man. yeah it's not the case and so it is it is cool to hear about this crossover and and how different it felt well em we got a little off the topic of conventions but we appreciate you coming out here to work on work work through all of the things that we worked through and is there anything upcoming exciting that you would like to shout out for the listeners? Yeah, um, I'll have a substat up um, by the time that this comes out. My nice. God. Um, <laughs> linked down below. We'll the link is down below. Kind of thinking unconventional spirituality just because I kind of like the pun with conventions. Um, otherwise, oh, turtles all the way down. Otherwise, it's going to be something else. <laughs> Uh, turtles all the way up. Sorry, that's the joke. Um, but yeah, like this shit. I didn't even talk. I just spent the last few days at a clown convention. What? Oh my god. Um. Well, can you? Do you want to briefly talk about that? I I don't want to take up too much of your time, but discovered that there is the World Clown Association World Convention uh, happening course. in Northbrook, Illinois which is a 30-minute drive away from where I live. Um, David Arquette was there because now he owns the rights for Bozo. Uh, oh, my he's, God. He, he's now doing a Bozo reemergence. 
Um, so he was there uh, answering questions uh, of clowns who are worried about the legacy of Bozo. Um, I kind of just showed up on a whim. And I've taken like some kind of clown performance classes before. Um, Sick. And just kind of like in this curiosity of stuff. And uh, it's the same thing that happened with a King Convention where it is these people all focused on one thing until a point to where it's like very mundane. <laughs> um, which is like very beautiful to see, you know, there is like a contest, uh, like several competitions for clowns. And it's so weird to see a clown out of the context of like, not like a party or a celebration, but just like, okay, uh, we're going to be ranking costumes today. Uh, can you please stand on the stage? Okay. Can you wow. please <laughs> turn according to your right? Oh my god. Like a bodybuilding competition. That's yeah. kind of awesome. I think conventions, like, I think that is, like, their whole bit, is that they, like, normalize stuff and, like, let people be themselves for however many days in this, like, contained, hopefully, like, made safe place and space and so on. I'm, like, getting whatever, but I just think that that sounds like exactly what a convention should do. It's it's existing without this baggage. Right, <laughs> right. Like without the, the lens of another world. You get mm -hmm. to see all the, the cute, insular, mundane stuff of just like, damn it, I bought too many of these noses. <laughs> Who want them? <laughs> we're trying to sell them. No Who one's buying guys? them. Uh, I don't want to, damn it. You know, it's this mm -hmm. very mundane shit. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Think you're... The perfect guest for this episode, and I'm so glad we could make it work. Thank you so Thank much you so again much. for Thank coming you, on, Em. And we'll be back after these commercial messages from Crest Toothpaste. Hi, it's me, Lynn, founder of Gold Comedy. You and I met before when we were talking about soup. Well, I founded Gold because I believe that comedy is power. Because when you make people laugh, you make people listen. I want to make sure that everybody listens to women and non-binary folks. The Gold Comedy Club is an all-inclusive comedy world with women and non-binary folks right at the center. Your annual subscription includes classes, celebrity Q&As, performances, practice, and collaboration, all in a safe, ad-free community of people who get you and your jokes. So join us to amplify your voice, literally with a mic, at club.goldcomedy.com. Welcome back, listeners. We've got our second guest here, an absolute professional when it comes to conventions, has been to several, wrote me a postcard from a Fedora convention. What? Um, that was crazy. And um, signed off, milady. Please welcome Chris Dane. Did I pronounce that right? No, but that's okay. I think it's better if people don't know how to find me if they think that I go to Fedora okay. Convention. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome that's just funny, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So so no Fedora Convention? Um, no, I'm more of a top hat, uh, more of a just um, bucket hat kind of convention guy. <laughs> You're like an influencer? I see that for you. You're like wearing yeah. bucket hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a haberdasher influencer. Oh my Perfect. god, haberdashery is a word that I had a phase with. I want to I want to point out I had a haberdashery phase where I was saying it all the time, using it absolutely incorrectly. Um, every time something was it chaotic because of I, Carly. You know what? I don't want to admit it, but probably. 
I don't want to admit that, but maybe, you know. Just let it out. Thank you. I feel like most of Western history, we've worn hats. Um, Until recently. And then at one point, we all said, no, no more yeah. hats. Wow, that's so... Not my mom. Maybe it was because of lice or something. <laughs> yeah. It was bugs. No, like, maybe. <laughs> I didn't even... That was, like, well, not get... even trying. I wasn't even trying to be funny i just like it came out of me anyway sorry go ahead i mean let's get down to the damn business chris okay what was the last convention you went to and why (laughs) hmm thank you for this question um the last (laughs) convention i went to was pax unplugged over in philadelphia which i went to because it's a tabletop game convention mostly board games and i went because I co-run a board game social media account. Nice. And we went to, you know, hang out with board game influencer types and see some new games and have some fun. So what is a typical board game influencer like? Um, A typical board game influencer is from either the Midwest or Portland. Um, They have a room in their house with a lot of Ikea shelves full of board games, and they have a big table. They're the kind of person who I think goes to breweries as happy hour events okay and but that's not you guys you don't think no because i live in new york so we have no space for this hobby yet we decided it was going to become our hobby right the city that never sleeps it was kind of like our um achilles heel space for us so i assume when you go to these conventions you uh play a lot of games do you also do you get swag bags do you Take me through what a day there looked like for you. Yeah, we went um, just for one day, although they are multi-day events. So I think typically you go and you definitely play some new hot releases, um, some previews, but also there is a lot of space just to hang out and play games. I think a lot of people don't have um, regular like crews they can hang out with and play games with. So it was like... Um, this huge convention hall, which was kind of like uh, an airplane hangar, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like half of it Sweet. was just like folding tables and chairs and people just like playing games. Cute. And then like the other half was like booths set up with publishers with all their games for sale and preview and stuff. Oh, wow. Wow. Have you ever made your own game? You know, I have not made my own game. Um, a very good friend of mine gave me a board game making kit. It had like had like all like generic little like you know tokens and stuff and some resources and like how to write rules and things. But um, I haven't done it because it's intimidating and like all art, I'll say the moment you produce something, you're revealing a part of your squishy little heart, and I can't stand to have that exposed. So no, I have not made a board game. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy! I've never even thought about art that way, but it's true. Being terrifying. <laughs> No, as revealing, I was always like, oh, this is so terrifying, but I can't quite put my finger on why. And here you are saying exactly why it's challenging. It's because you're being vulnerable and your squishy little heart is out in the open. I just have never made the connection, but it's true. And you know what? I could stand to be smarter about these things. Anyway, um, it's all downhill. It's really a stem of a fear of rejection, which didn't help us at a convention where we were also supposed to network. How successful did you feel like you were in, in networking? I think pretty successful. Cause we like already, already talked to a lot of these people 
on the internet. So now we just had to talk to them in person. Mm-hmm. But it was a little awkward because I've never been to a convention from the point of view of like someone who's like trying to shake hands and give out business cards. So literally mm-hmm. it was just like mm. circling the booths about five times to pull up the courage to be like, okay, let's see how everyone else is doing it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you kind of just right. sort of walk up and be like, oh, hello, this is me. This is my business card. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And everyone's mm-hmm. very nice, but it's kind of a little nerve wracking because you just don't know how they're going to react because they've, you know, been doing this for days on end and are kind of tired too. And you're like, I just want to make this as easy as possible for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So having done um, a convention, would you do it again? Slash uh would you have a booth of your own there the the, pro- the con with conventions is nice that- oh, you're you. crazy chris you're From crazy you're crazy <laughs> you're crazy crazy the, do it again the trick is like it, it incorporates um things that i find stressful about public spaces lines mm. people wanting um, to get something and have to wait for it, which turns them into children. You know, it's like a Disney and Disney stresses me out because like yeah. everyone wants it to be their special day. And um. meanwhile, there's like thousands of people here also wanting the same thing. Oh my God. <laughs> too much main, too much main character energy. Yeah. And it, it's like incompatible with human day to day life is when everyone thinks that they're a star. That's so funny. Right. I always thought of Disney as the place where like that kind of, expectation inevitably fails like it really goes wrong because you yeah think... and then you see adults having tantrums right tab on that because i do have a ridiculous disney story that i have to tell you guys that i think would fit into this episode because it wasn't necessarily a convention but it felt like one and it felt like one i wasn't supposed to be in so anyway continue well i think disney world is kind of like a convention exactly people treat it as such it they come with their is. merch and they come to get signatures from the fa- from the cartoons so like they're basically oh, networking with man. Goofy. So it kind of is a con <laughs> where there's a roller coaster and you know turkey legs. Now we're getting into like, it. What oh isn't my a con? God. Life is a con because not only are you getting conned, but you're bringing expectations. You're standing in lines with expectations. Okay, that didn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went. <laughs> you went somewhere for sure, though. Oh man, yeah, we'll take it smaller scale. Um, do you feel like, so you don't enjoy the, um, experience necessarily, or you find it overwhelming? I mean, I think the novelty and like, it's not like I'm doing this all the time. So it's very fun. There's a good fun buzz energy and everyone also, especially at a board game convention was very friendly for the most part and very open and ready to like hang out. I imagine I would hate like a RuPaul's Drag Con that I think has even would have even bigger main character energy of everyone being like, I'm the best friend of Trixie Mattel. Oh, no. It's like, no, you're not. No, I literally it's me. Yeah. So like, Um, you won't see me there. Just so everyone knows. Right. Um, Not, you know, because I don't think I'd have fun at a drag convention. I just want to have fun with drag queen fans. Right. Or like why you won't go to Comic-Con or something. I'm like, I don't need to see people going nuts about the Black Widow or Hawkeye or whatever. Right. Right. Not for me. Not for me. Not for me. You know, I think because there's all that stress, you need to be buoyant Mm -hmm. from, you know, Mm. the actual topic. Mm. It can feel like a a zoo (laughs) if you're not inside the, the... Oh. Oh, my God. 
Sorry, that's Where my dog. Where's that coming from? Yes. Uh, oh my god, Hong Kong! What a cutie! What a cute dog! Really, that's pretty. <laughs> Your dog is an eighteen-wheeler truck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good boy. Right. When you are an outsider to the group, like for instance, I am not necessarily a board game fanatic. Um, I have too much of a temper to play most games That's to be fair. honest famously i find them extremely difficult and i never understand board games ever like if if anyone can teach me a board game it's actually like we're gonna be friends for life because i will not stand it so i respect those of you who play board games because i can't do it right shout out the board game community right chris what what is a convention that you would really like to see or attend uh, a convention i'd love to attend. assuming that it wouldn't be the worst people there. See, that's the problem. The moment you get anyone, any group of people who are into the same thing, if you reach a critical mass and then it becomes very annoying to me. I sound like the most crotchety <laughs> person who's ever who's ever been on You sound like you program. don't really like conventions and that we should have checked in with you about that. We should have checked with you before this we asked you to be on this episode Chris. all about conventions and how awesome they are because you sound like you hate right. that. Well, we never said it was about being awesome. Okay, so said true. It was about I think it's just like I, I have I have some sort of aversion, I think because of Twitter and the internet about any sort of fan. Um, but if I had to like pick a convention that I could, uh, that definitely exists. The first thing that came to mind was like um, a Jeffrey Chaucer convention. But I guess what? that's just like an academic <laughs> symposium and I'm sure. Right. Like, that just sounds Minnesota. like you're going to college. <laughs> like it's that's so funny chaucer like chaucer chaucer like chaucer maybe what it is is like you like doing all the things that people do in conventions but you like doing them kind of not with everyone else i, I think that's kind of the fun of the, the the con too is like you find your crew i mean there's you know hundreds and hundreds of people around but like you don't have to talk to any of them you, you can just hang out with your friends right. and like go to the booths and find your smaller group it's not like you're right. presenting and talking to everybody all the time like, right it's like kind of the fun of New York City of there's so much activity and everyone's around all the time. Thus, I can become anonymous. Wow. Mm. We're getting into something darker here. No, it's it's getting deep. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I just the- like when I was when I was there, it was a lot of fun to be like, oh, I know my friends are going to be here. So I'll find them. Right. Um, so mm. I think for me, a con would be hard without friends because then it'd be too much of like icebreakers. I mean, obviously, no. you have like, something, yeah. you know, that keeps you. The reason that you came there is like a shared interest right away. Right. Well, you don't want to feel like you're at an orientation week in your first year of college. Oh, God, by, no. You know what I mean? Actually, freshman year of college is kind of like a convention if you think about it in a way. Yeah, we went to all those talks about how to not uh, drink and how to not get sexually assaulted awesome all together as a crew yeah, yes. orientation is kind of just like anxiety con right if no one everyone's right. like desperately go. trying to make a friend but i don't think most people want to make a friend there right they did give us swag bags though and i in my mind that is what maketh the convention oh yeah a convention right. is a lanyard and a tote bag chris one more question that has arisen because of this conversation um why convention and not prevention. Well, um, I think it has to do with 
the fact that um, we were convening and rather than uh, procreating, I think a procon would be uh, uh-huh. s- something different. So you're saying that was honestly a very clinical and technical definition in a way that I think Tessa maybe didn't expect. And so now it was like so precise and kind of so exactly the answer to the question. You're saying the answer is because that's not what it means. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Here's here's my funny. Here's the my wrong here's, prefix. A, here's a funny answer. Um, it's because um, they cost okay. too much to attend. So exactly, con- that's also rooted in something kind of knowledge based too. You're talking about cost and efficiency. You know what I mean? It's I like I think a provention might be like a TED talk with pros. Oh. <laughs> So, in conclusion, what we've learned this episode is art is pain, um, Disney is a scam, and contraception matters. And I'm like, I'm out here telling everyone to, you know, find your tribe. At the end of the day, right. who's got your back out yeah. here? And even at a convention, you got to have someone on, you know, your back. Not on your back, that has your back. <laughs> That's true. Someone climbing you. On yeah, your yeah, back. Yeah. You need to have yeah. someone hounding you to have right. fun the whole time. Right. This is very... Especially if you took, like, an edible before, and now you're freaking out because everyone's in costume. Oh, my God. Instance. Okay, that sounds like it would be fun, though, to float through a room with so many people and just be like, none of this matters, man. Can I tell you guys this briefly this story about this thing that I went to that felt like a convention that I wasn't supposed to be at. Oh, is this the, is this a sub-podcast, con or not con? I don't know if it was a convention or not, but you you tell me. It was a it was a Disney-themed bowling night. Um, Jesus Christ. It was on a queer Philly calendar, so I thought it oh was... Oh my God, it gets worse. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like <laughs> Disney in like the drag queer way, but then it was like earnestly Disney, and it was like two Temple University students standing on a stage in a bowling alley with Disney music playing from their laptop and two bubble guns, uh-huh. and everyone in the audience was earnestly a very big Disney fan, and they were adults, with the Mickey Mouse ears and lots of peplum tops. And I thought to myself, this is a convention that I did not mean to be in, but I've already paid for the tickets. And it was like a hundred dollar scheme to be listening to Disney music from the speakers. Exactly. Was it acapella too? That's the worst. And my question is, I guess in the last two minutes we have, Chris, if you were in a situation where you were in, you were unexpectedly at a convention that actually wasn't even within your interest. Like you stumbled into it, but you've already paid for the tickets. Oops, I'm at a con. Oops, I'm accidentally at a, you know, I don't know. What's the antithesis of any of your interests? Any, you would know better than me. What would you do? A con for just like whey protein. Right, or like sauces. Sauce well, maybe con. maybe like sauces. That actually sounds kind of sick. I'd sauce go to con sauce con. Um, my que- well, my question, Trina, real quick is, I assume the audience of this event was like 95% cis white gay men. Actually, not a ton of, not a ton of, I couldn't tell actually. No, a lot of cis white people. No, 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 lots of cis white people. But I couldn't tell if everyone was gay or not. Most, actually, there were a lot of het couples. And that was shocking to me because I was like, I was, there were dudes there that were so down bad that they were like dressed in Buzz Lightyear costumes and like dancing <laughs> okay. with their Disney girls who were horrific. like singing along the lyrics to every Disney song. And then like the guy okay. was so miserable, didn't know any of the words, but then the girl would turn around and he would be like beaming. <laughs> I was like, oh my. 
God. Anyway. Um, I think if you're in a con that you don't know is a con, you got to go one or two directions. You either have to fully submit yourself to the con mm-hmm. and, you know, fully like raise your hands up and feel the power of the Lord move through. Right. Right. Um, so you got to Amen. also start singing, you know, something from Aristocats. Or, right, which you have I to, did, totally. or you have to bail out right away. They like stamp right. the ticket and you go, you know what? This is an absolute loss. But right. then you have to live your life knowing you could have attended the craziest con and you're missing out on so many stories. So I guess what I'm <laughs> saying is if a con presents itself to you, you have to attend because you're going to be in your deathbed and say, what did I do with my life? What a right. Did I spend right. it with my friends and family or did I spend it collecting funny stories? And the answer should be funny stories. Right. Right. No, always. Damn, that is sage advice. Adding on to things we learned, family doesn't matter. Right. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, And also thank you for editing the podcast. I meant to <laughs> say that up top. Bury the lead. But uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, we'll be definitely linking the TikTok down below, though we're playing games. Is there anything else you wanted to plug or tell people about for you? Cook yourself something. You know, it feels, it feels good to, to take care of yourself. So that's my That's plug. sweet. That's Absolutely. very sweet. Thanks so much, Chris. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you had a good time, which I'm sure you did, make sure to give us a like, rate us five stars on Apple, or give us a thumbs up on Spotify. Subscribe so you can hear the next episodes. And um, little, little advice for the week. Don't buy anything in a glass bottle because you're going to drop it and it's going to spill and break. And we'll see you back here next week on Butum Tess. Thank you.